Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast for our Friday show for week 20, uh, March 3rd of 2023. I'm your host, Karsten. Welcome into the show. Uh, today, much like a lot of our Friday shows, is going to be a pretty short and straightforward show for you. Um, we're going to keep it pretty basic. We'll give you the game summaries from last night, the latest news, uh, give you some previews for the weekend action, and and then kind of wrap things up. So let's waste no more time, get right into it. Uh, to begin, we had four games last night, so not a huge slate of NBA action. We've had kind of some uh, heavier loaded days. We had a streak of two or three games, or three two or three days rather, where we had you know eight to ten games each day. And then we've had, you know, a couple of days in the last few days that have just been, you know, four or five games. So we've had we're, we're kind of getting back into that rhythm of, uh, you know, off offsetting games each day and things of that nature. So uh, only four last night, the first of those being the Washington Wizards hosting the Toronto Raptors in a game that they won. Interestingly enough, all four of these games, the home team won. Uh, so yes, the, the wizards, a part of that, they won at home against the Toronto Raptors, 119 to 108, uh, Kyle Kuzma leading the wizards in this particular game, uh, back and forth in the first quarter. And then the wizards retook the lead at the beginning of the second and never, uh, never looked back, never relinquished that lead. Every time I try and say that word on this podcast, I have an issue for some reason, uh, for the Raptors. Their starters uh, all scored in double figures. They were led by OG Ananobi. He had 26 points uh, and four threes. Jakob Pertl, 23 points, 13 rebounds, three steals, and two blocks. He has just fit in perfectly for the Raptors uh, since the trade back to the Raptors from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Pascal Siakam with a double-double himself. 14 each for Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, 12 off the bench for Boucher. For the Wizards, though, Kuzma... 30 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, uh, 25 points for Porzingis back in the lineup. He had two blocks as well. 18 points for Gafford, 11 assists for DeLon Wright as the Wizards get that victory against the Toronto Raptors. Next, this was the big one of last night's action. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks won at home against the Philadelphia 76ers, 133-126. to Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving having their best game as a duo, most likely so far. Uh, very close first half in the second half, especially the third quarter. The Mavericks went on a huge run. Uh, Sixers made it interesting at the beginning of the fourth uh, and throughout much of the fourth quarter, but the Mavericks still able to come out on top in this one. Um, for the Sixers, Joel Embiid back in the lineup, 35 points, eight rebounds, two steals. Solid game, 27 points and 13 assists for James Harden. 29 points in the starting lineup for Tyrese Maxey getting the start in this game. Uh, two other guys, Tobias Harris, DeAnthony Melton with 10 or more points. But for the Mavericks, Luka and Kyrie combined for 82 total points. Luka with 42 of those points, 12 assists. Kyrie with 40 points, 6 assists. Uh, both of them each had 4 rebounds. Kyrie also had 3 steals. And... Uh, 13 combined three-pointers, seven of those Lucas, six of those Kyrie's. Uh, and it looked like they kind of needed that because the the only other double-figure scorers were Reggie Bullock with 15 and Christian Wood with 10. Uh, no huge rebounding efforts. Uh, Kyrie Irving and Dwight Powell re- bringing in the defensive numbers. 
so kind of an interesting game. Kyrie and Luca again. That if the Mavericks the Mavericks are going to win, they're going to need to play big, and so that's huge for them to to get that win against a good Philadelphia team, a great Philadelphia team this season. Um, <clears throat> next, the San Antonio Spurs hosting this game. This one against the Indiana Pacers. So of course they win at home, one ten to ninety nine. This is their second straight win after that lengthy losing streak. Uh, so definitely great to see for the Spurs and their fans. Uh, Jeremy Sohan having a nice game in this one as well. Uh, Pacers actually controlled the first half, and then the the Spurs ended up taking over the second half in this game. For the Pacers, Buddy Heald's 27 points led the way for them. He also had three steals, nice defensive numbers there. 14 points for Miles Turner was the uh, other high-scoring starter. He also had three blocks and two steals. Uh, Chris Duarte, instead of Matherin, had the high scoring bench performance, 18 points with nine rebounds, uh, making his presence known. Uh, TJ McConnell and Jordan Nuara had 10 points each. The Spurs, however, we mentioned Sohan, 22 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and two steals. Very nice all around game for the rookie who's shown a lot of promise. 18 points each for Zach Collins, Devontae Graham, and Devin Vassell off the bench, making his long-awaited return from injury. He's missed much of the season, so that's great to see. Uh, Ten points as well for Keita uh, Bates-Diop. Again, I'm hopefully pronouncing that name right. He's been in the league a while. I still don't know how to pronounce the name 100% uh, correctly. So, uh, yeah, great win for the Spurs. And finally, the Golden State Warriors pick up a win at home against the L.A. Clippers in a renewal of a, a recent yet – short-lived rivalry uh pretty big win for the warriors here they've had a little bit of recent momentum back and forth game through the first you know half and first part of the third quarter the clippers actually held a a, a 12 point lead at the beginning of the third quarter and then the warriors uh, went on an absolute tear in the third quarter uh, dominated the fourth quarter as well and they ended up winning by their largest margin 24 points in this game uh, the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard led them in scoring 21 points. They got 16 points from Eric Gordon, 12 for Mason Plumley, and 11 for Paul George. Mason Plumley also had 20 rebounds. I uh, would uh, proffer to say that's his highest rebounding total this season, if not, you know, maybe his highest rebounding total in his career. Great night on the boards. However, for the Warriors, uh, they were able to outpace that effort. Jordan Poole. Had 34 points in this game. Clay Thompson added 19 points. They had 19 off the bench from Kaminga and 11 each for Kavon Looney and Draymond Green. Uh, DiVincenzo, Dante DiVincenzo, and Clay Thompson combined for 22 total rebounds. They each had 11. Draymond Green had nine rebounds. Kavon Looney had eight. And so the team rebounding effort for the Warriors was able to outwork the Clippers' uh, one-man performance of Mason Plumley, and overall the Warriors get the victory at home against the L.A. Clippers. So a great win for them as well. That's uh, all four of our games from last night's action. So let's go ahead and jump to our key news. This first one's a bummer. I hate I hate that this is a thing. Um, it was a feel-good story uh, just about a month or so ago. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, who had missed several, a couple of seasons, it had been a long time. It had been, the last time he had played was the bubble prior to uh, about a month ago. And he had made his return from injury finally. It was a great story, part of the magic, you know, season, of course, that's going to be defined by Bancaro, Wagner, and rookies finding themselves. But it was great to see 
uh, Jonathan Isaac back on the floor. He's a player that I like. And but unfortunately, that's short lived. The news is that Isaac has undergone abductor surgery and will consequently miss the remainder of the season. And I just hate more so than the injury, how much this impacts his future as an NBA player to miss that much time and to continue to have these injury issues. He was rising as a not quite an all star. I wouldn't say that, but a above average role player and a defensive specialist, a, a standout defender, versatile, long, great size. And uh, these injuries have totally derailed that. He's now tr- fighting to just get on the court, much less be a consistent part of, I, I mean, you would think as, as soon as he's healthy, he's part of that magic rotation, but that team's kind of outgrown him now. He's not that young. He's a little bit older than their timeline. And so I have questions about teams, questions about him. In a sense, you know, I, I worry that teams are going to write him off with these multitude of injury issues and that he won't have the chance to be the same uh, contributor that he was in the past. Um, that being said, there have been players that have overcome injury issues uh, in similar fashion. A uh, name that comes to mind is Sean Livingston. Of course, he was uh, severely plagued by injuries. Much of the early portion of his career ended up getting that kind of figured out was a consistent player for the Warriors, won some championships, was a fan favorite, you know. So there's a road for Isaac to still be a productive NBA player and have a great career uh, in his own way. But I I worry about what will happen with him in the future. So just tough news to hear about um, either way. Uh, Milwaukee. So this is kind of an unofficial thing, report from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Uh, reportedly, the Bucks have emerged as the front runners in uh, the – pursuance of Goran Dragic, who was recently bought out by the Chicago Bulls. Um, Dragic, of course, an aging player, a productive player. He's been in the league a little while now, um, longer than most. Um, for the Bucks, I, I think that would be an okay-ish signing. I'm not sure if they necessarily need his help all that much. They have, you know, of course, Drew Holiday, the starting point guard. Javon Carter is a great backup point guard. Uh, you know, I... Yeah, Pat Connaughton is in, in that mix. I don't know. Maybe they need a little bit more of that pure point guard or that veteran leader. Uh, doesn't always it, it doesn't hurt to have that veteran presence, but um, I think they'd be risking me- mixing up that uh, that roster, making another cut to a player who you know has some. You know, may, maybe they risk cutting a, a younger talent who can help them out long-term going into the future in the search of immediate veteran presence and things of that nature. I don't know the exact plan. We'll have to see what happens, but just an interesting thing to note. Uh, finally, we have some transactional notes <clears throat> for the San Antonio Spurs. They have waived Isaiah Roby, who was on a standard contract in, uh, in order to provide a spot for uh, Sandro, Sandro, Mamu Kelashvili. I think I'm pronouncing that right. That, that felt decent. Um, he was recently, of course, bought out uh, or waived off his contract by the Milwaukee Bucks because they didn't have a spot in the rotation really for him. He wanted to have more of an opportunity. So the Spurs are going to give him that opportunity. They're claiming his contract off waivers and converting his two-way contract to a standard contract. So he's he's already back on a roster, and he's already a step up. He's a normal contract instead of a two-way contract. So definitely congratulations to him. That's a nice move uh, on, on his part and maybe the Spurs part if he pans out. Finally, 
We have three different 10-day contracts that were signed today. Firstly, the Cleveland Cavaliers signing guard Sam Merrill to a 10-day contract. That's a, one I pay attention to, a Utah State guy. That's kind of fun. Uh, Detroit signed forward Eugene Omorui. Again, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, to a 10-day contract. And then the Washington Wizards fi- signing guard Jamari Boyea to a 10-day contract. He was with the Miami Heat on a 10-day uh, pretty recently. So those are your transactional notes, and that's all of your key news from the last day or so. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our game previews. So this is Saturday through Monday's action. All of the times that I'll give you for these games when these games start are in Eastern Standard Time. On Saturday, we have six games total, one national broadcast that's on ABC at 8.30. The Philadelphia 76ers in Milwaukee against the Bucks. Um, you know, not much more you can say. That's going to be a great matchup, great Eastern Conference matchup. Two teams uh, jostling for position among the elite of the Eastern Conference. Uh, Embiid versus Giannis, that's a great matchup without even much more being said. If I wanted to give you some league pass games to consider... Uh, at 5 o'clock, we have the Toronto Raptors in Washington against the Wizards. Of course, we just saw, uh, we just heard, rather, the Wizards uh, beat beat the Raptors in their first meeting. This would be a, an interesting rematch, and there's some potential play-in ramifications to teams vying for a play-in spot there, so that's an interesting one. And then leading past at 8 o'clock, the uh, Houston Rockets in San Antonio against the Spurs. When I originally wrote this, it was before the San Antonio Spurs had won their last two games. So now it's a little bit easier to say the Spurs are a little bit better team uh, than the Rockets are this season. But still an interesting matchup. Your two low teams in the the Western Conference, the two bottom teams as far as overall record. Um, Those two teams facing each other. I'm intrigued by that matchup. Maybe others aren't, but thought I would add it here. On Sunday, we have 10 games total. Uh, and we have our Sunday showcase that the NBA has been doing. Um, it starts with an ABC doubleheader. The first of these games is at 10 o'clock, or excuse me, 1 o'clock, not quite 10 o'clock. 1 o'clock, the Phoenix Suns in Dallas against the Mavericks. Of course, a match, uh, a rematch of last year's playoff series. The Suns coming in with Kevin Durant uh, should be uh, definitely a boost, looking to get some revenge, at least um, some minor revenge for the embarrassment they faced in the conference uh, conference semifinals last year against the Mavericks. Uh, but the Mavericks, of course, have their own firepower in Kyrie, and this will be the first uh, Kyrie versus Durant face-off since the trade. So that has a ton of – I mean, a lot of these games are scheduled before, you know, certain in-season storylines and, and things happen that change whether or not these games are going to be marquee matchups. This is one of those instances where it was already going to be a great matchup, and now it's been amplified by, you know, times 10. You have Kyrie versus KD along with the playoff matchup and two teams looking to contend in the Western Conference. That's got some layers to it. That's going to be definitely a game you want to check out. And then the second of those games at 3.30, the Golden State Warriors in Los Angeles against the Lakers. Um, not quite as uh, exciting as Suns Mavericks, but there's still some interesting notes with Warriors-Lakers. I still think that's a good game to watch out for. Uh, of course, Golden State has suddenly vault- vaulted themselves up into the top five or six in the West. Uh, some of that due to other teams uh, kind of wavering. The Warriors finding a touch of a groove. And with Steph Curry potentially making his return within the next few games, are the Warriors poised to make that push to rejoin the Suns, Mavericks, uh, Nuggets, Grizzlies as one of those contending type teams? 
Uh, meanwhile, the Lakers are looking to keep their play and hopes alive facing off against the Warriors. So both teams have something to play for here. Should be a great matchup. After that, we have an ESPN doubleheader. At 7.30, the New York Knicks in Boston against the Celtics. And then at 10 o'clock, the uh, L.A. Clippers hosting the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Knicks-Celtics, that's a great matchup. Uh, those two teams have a lot of history, two Eastern Conference solid teams, especially the Knicks. They've they've really come up lately. The Celtics holding their ground. Uh, that could be a playoff preview even if the Knicks are able to find their way into a four spot and the Celtics hold on to either a one or two or the Knicks even slide up to three. You know, There's a, a world where the Knicks and Celtics play, play each other in the playoffs, maybe even the first round. So definitely a one uh one to keep it keep your eye on so uh excuse me just yeah great game and then at 10 o'clock that grizzlies clippers game um great matchup there there's actually a touch of a uh there was a heated series in their their uh those two teams their history not ultra rivals in a sense but those are two teams again much like a lot of the you know suns and warriors and teams mavericks we've talked about Teams looking to be competitive in that playoff uh, sphere in the Western Conference uh, should be a great one to watch out for as well. Finally, on Monday, we have six games total, uh, and the two two national broadcasts are the ones I want to focus on on NBA TV. At 7.30, we have the Atlanta Hawks in Miami against the Heat, and then at 10 o'clock, the uh, Sacramento Kings hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Hawks and Heat, Southeast Division matchup. Uh of course, the Hawks with their new head coaching staff, Quinn Snyder, they're looking to kind of right the ship and maybe make uh, a good standing in the, the play-in, maybe slip back into just the standard playoff picture. The Heat, of course, still in that mix too, very similar position. They've recently bolstered their uh, front court depth with you know Kevin Love and, uh, and uh, some other signings. So what will they be able to do in these last 20 games or so of the season? And then finally, that Kings-Pelicans matchup, Pelicans have continued to slide. Kings have stayed steady and be, and been one of the surprise teams in that Western Conference. Will the Pelicans be able to upset the Kings and and start to string some wins together to refine that groove? Will the Kings just take care of business? Uh, should be interesting to watch either way. Uh, that takes care of our game previews. To go ahead and get things uh, wrapped up here, let's first give you their, the This Day in History fact for you. March 3rd, we're going back to 1999. March 3rd of 1999, Milwaukee's Del Curry reached 1,000 three-pointers made in a 106-78 win over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, of course, Del Curry is always a fun one to talk about. You know, who would have known in the 90s that his son would go on to become uh, maybe the greatest scoring point guard of all time, a top five point guard, um, maybe the, you know, a top three player of our decade, uh, you know, the greatest shooter of all time, you know, if we want to summarize it in, in that sense. I was interested to put this because I quite honestly didn't really know or wasn't aware that Del Curry played for Milwaukee. Of course, I know that he was actually drafted by the Jazz, played for Cleveland too. Of course, he's most famous with the Hornets, played a little bit later on with the Raptors when in their early playoff years with Vince Carter and T-Mac, but I didn't know that he played for Milwaukee in the middle of all that. So, Kind of an interesting one. Uh, and of course, his three point prowess certainly laid the foundation for what was to come with his son. Certainly a fun one to note. Uh, that being said, that takes care of our fact for you for today and our show as a whole. 
thanks everyone again for listening. If you want to check out our Instagram page, it's crossover across time on pot on uh, Instagram, excuse me, all one word. And uh, we share content from the show. We also share content from across the NBA. Uh, so it's a great place to stay in tune with the, the NBA as a whole, along with the podcast, which gives you a little bit more in-depth uh, information and conversation. Uh, that being said, thanks again for listening this weekend. Tomorrow, in fact, we have a couple bonus episodes coming out for you, some franchise focus episodes. And then um, when we come back on Monday, <clears throat> we'll have our normal Monday show back with Wyatt. We'll do our weekend summary, the latest news, uh, and then we'll get into our power rankings and MVP type conversation. So it'll be a good time. Uh, with that being said, we'll, we we thank you once again, probably our third time thanking you, but uh be sure to uh, keep tuning in and we'll be back with you uh, this weekend or Monday, depending on when you listen.